Welcome to For the Love Podcast with best-selling author Jen Hatmaker. Come on in and join us for a chat with Jen and friends about all the things we love. Now, here's Jen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is the final episode of our first series of 2018, which was For the Love of New Beginnings. And I hope that you have enjoyed the series as much as I have. We've brought you all kinds of really interesting guests who are kind of helping us grab this new year bull by the horns and wrangle it into sort of hopes and dreams and goals um, for this year, what it means to start over, what it means to start fresh. And so, you know, you might, if you're a listener around here, you know that the final episode of every series is one that we crowdsource in that we have such an amazing community. This this tribe is so strong and so rich and so diverse, and there's a million stories from within. And so we always turn it inward going, who do we already have among us? Um, you know, not necessarily somebody who's famous or really super well-known, but has a story that fits. And so for this episode, this final Final episode of For the Love of New Beginnings. I'm really thrilled to bring you um, a couple of gals who I deeply love. Um, you may or may not know that I work in partnership with a company called Glory House, and they they put out um, products and jewelry and home decor. Um, it's a Christian company, and everything is incredibly well sourced and re. Um, Purposed and um, these just this company that really prioritizes people. And so I, I'm excited to introduce you to Donna Cheek today. And with her coming today is Sheila Lynch, who have become like sisters to me. And the both of them work on um, this 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 subset of Glory House on repurposed materials. And it's called Repurposed with a Purpose, and my line comes out of it. Um, But wait till you hear about Donna's story. Um, We hired everybody for this line out of Must Ministries, which is a partner organization outside of Atlanta. Uh, When I first sat down with the Glory House team, when they said, tell us about your vision for products, right, or for merchandise. And I said, I need to be honest with you. my version my my vision for a partnership with you doesn't have a whole lot to do with um profits or necessarily even with a really developed idea on products or merchandising it's going to have to do with people if it's going to be anything at all i said the only thing that's going to get me motivated in this retail space which is completely new to me is going to be if it serves people if it employs people specifically women um if it provides income uh for women who need it now that is motivating to me if this if this serves as employment now we're talking and that thus began a partnership with must ministries where we hired donna who works on the line to this day and so um donna's story is hard um really hard. She had a hard childhood and she was homeless. And I'm going to let her tell you the rest of it, but it is inspiring and it is moving and she is so incredibly precious to me. And so this is a story of starting over. It is. It's a story of second chances, of new beginnings indeed, and of 
unrelenting, unwavering hope. You're going to be moved by Donna. You're going to be moved by her story. And and just so you know, her new beginning didn't happen overnight. Um, So for those of you listening who have been waiting a while, Donna's story took years of hanging on and of not giving up um, and of staying the course. And so I'm so happy to introduce you today to Donna Cheek and also to Sheila Lynch, who is sort of the lead on this on this subset of Glory House for um, for this line and others. And so you guys, welcome to the show today and help me welcome Donna and Sheila. Okay, so glad, so proud, so happy to welcome my friends, Donna and Sheila, to the show. I'm so happy that you're here, you guys. Thank you for being on this morning. Thanks for having us. Both of you are so special to me. Um, so you know this because I have, um, I've, I've clued you in. We're doing a, an, a series on the show about new beginnings. And so I was thinking about people from my tribe. You know, the very last episode of every series, we pull f- stories just from this amazing community that we already have. And you like rocketed Donna to the top of my mind um, because I believe that your story, your life and your resiliency is the very epitome of new beginnings. I think you are, you're the exact sort of person um, that I really, really wanted to put in front of my listeners and not just like this snap uh, overnight decision to just reinvent yourself. That's not the kind of new beginning I mean with you, but this long, slow process actually of waiting and hoping and working toward better things and never, ever giving up on second chances. And so if you don't mind, let's just start with you, Donna, for just a minute. Tell everybody just a, a little bit about your background. Tell us about your family and and growing up and then sort of, if you would, your early years as you became more independent. And tell us what life was like for you. Um, well, my father was an alcoholic. Uh, my mother was a strict Southern Baptist. Um, I had a younger sister and an older brother. Um, but my mother didn't treat me the way she treated my brother and sister. Um, she let me know every day of my life that she didn't love me. And um, so I started suffering from depression. I mean, since I was about six years old. Um, very shy, you know. My mother told me I was crazy or weird or I wasn't good enough. So um, when your mother doesn't love you, it's like, how can anybody else love you? And so, and then I I moved out when I was 17. Um, And then after that, I just struggled, um, went through, you know, a string of men not treating me good. Um and never trusted anybody and always and and always thought I had to do everything on my own. I just I never relied on anybody. It's like if I wanted anything, if I wanted to get anything accomplished, I had to do it on my own. Um, Were you in relationship at all to your siblings um, once you moved out or no? No, not really. Um, because I, I think they saw how my mother treated me growing up. And so they treated me like 
like she did. They didn't, they don't, and they still don't want to have anything to do with me. And I don't understand it because, I mean, if I had uh, problems with drugs or alcohol or something like that, I couldn't understand it. But I never did. I mean, I've always been very nice to them and everything, but um, they just don't want to have anything to do with me. So, Donna, something happened to you around 2003, which culminated in this massive life change around 2009. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened during that time and sort of the moment where everything changed for you? Um, Well, I've always worked two jobs. I mean, I never made a lot of money, but I always worked, you know, like 80 hours a week. And around 2003, I started getting really tired or, you know, kind of in pain. And I thought it was because I was working two jobs. So I cut down to one job. But that really didn't help. I mean, the pain got worse and I lost most of my strength. Um, And then they diagnosed me with um, fibromyalgia. And then they... um, diagnosed me with sarcoidosis and spinal degenerative disease and in June of 2009 I just got to the point where I couldn't work at all um and work was all I have ever known in my life like I said I always took care of myself and so I lost all my um self-worth um I just felt like I was a loser because I couldn't work, even though it wasn't my fault. And I couldn't understand why this was happening. So, um, I mean, it was a miracle. I did stay in my house for three years. They kept wanting to foreclose on me, but, you know, um, somehow I was able to stay in my house for three years. But the last, like, three months there, I had no water, no gas, no electricity, um, no food. I mean, I didn't have the bus money to go down to the food stamp office to even get food. Um, I did. I, I, I've always rescued animals. I did have a rescue group that brought me cat food, you know, cases of cat food and everything every week. So at least my animals didn't suffer. How did you survive? How did you survive that season? It was, it was hard. I just, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I just laid in the bed in the bed with pain. Um, I had no friends, so I mean, I, I couldn't get to a computer or a phone to try to find resources to help me. I was uh, I was all alone, and um, I had my Bible. I read the Bible, but um, and I had my animals. Jen, I can't tell you how I met you. I just, I can't tell you. Um, but then in 2012, they did foreclose on my home. And, and then what? Well, I actually had two townhomes. Um, I lost both of them. I lost both of my cars, and I lost all my animals. And with the clothes on my back, I got on the bus and went to a shelter down in Atlanta. Yes. And it was horrible. Mm. 
did you have a did you have a caseworker at that time? Did you was there anybody coming alongside of you during that specific season saying, "Let me help you get back on your feet," or "Here's what here are some next steps for you," or were you all alone? Uh, no, we were given a case manager, and the case manager down there did. I think she took pity on me, and that's when she helped me. Um, get into supportive housing with MUST Ministries. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about MUST and what that housing situation looked like. First of all, how long were you in the shelter? I was there for um, two months. That's a long time. Um, So at the end of two months is when she helped you find your way to MUST Ministries. Can you tell us a little bit about that transition and then what that was like? Um, Well, I I, I stayed in MUST for like five years and four months. Um, I was so thankful to have a roof over my head. So financially, financially, you could have stayed in that environment within that program, probably indefinitely, right? Like you could have, you could have just stayed the course, but you decided not to. So can you tell everybody a little bit about, let's go back to the very beginning of your, like your very first exposure to Glory House and then your interview with Glory House and what happened after that? Um, well, I, I didn't think I would ever work again, to tell you the truth. Yes. And they, you know, they told me about this position. And at first it's like, oh, no, I can't, I can't work. But then I yes. thought, well, why not? Why not just go to the interview? Um, and, and tell everybody just real quick who doesn't know that are listening, what is Glory House? Tell, just tell them a little bit about or, or even what you understood it to be at the time. Um, what, how do they describe it to you? Um, I just understood it to be, um, a company that made like home Christian home furnishings. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this one little, you know, department that they started with you to make, um, like leather jewelry, um, to help, you know, women like me, you know, who's in transition to try to get us on our feet. Yes. Um, and I, I interviewed with Sheila, and um, I love Sheila. She's my angel. Right. Um, and then I had a second interview, and um, actually I came out of that second interview. It was like, I'm not sure if I can do this. I kind yeah. of hope I don't even get the job. It's like, yeah. if I get the job, and that means God's telling me, this is where I need to be. But I was yes. really, I didn't think mentally and physically that I could do it. Yep. And she would call me up. It's like, you got the job. And it's like, oh man, how am I going to pull this <laughs> off now? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Almost afraid of your own like success exactly. and rising up out of the ashes. Exactly. Let me, let me kick over to Sheila for just a second. Um, can you talk for just a second, Sheila, about, about Glory House, about your position there and really, uh, also your background too, because it's super relevant, obviously, to this specific production line. Uh, can you talk about that for a second? And then I want to talk to you about your first couple of meetings with Donna. Sure. So, um, you know, I started this journey um, actually when my husband and I started working in Haiti and we started um, 
working there and did that for a while. And I had this really weird kind of skill set that has the ability to repurpose things that you do. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really actually work here very well unless you really are thinking outside the box. Yeah. So um, anyway, long story, um, great story, but Molly and I met at a Bible study and started talking about and dreaming. And tell everybody who Molly is so real quick. Molly Holm is the owner of Glory yeah. House. And we started yes. dreaming about ways that sustainability could happen in developing countries and how did that work and they had already founded daughters of hope which makes all of our textiles here at glory house and so we began dreaming about this and it didn't really come together right away and so um but it was our dream how to create sustainability and how to make that happen and so in, in several different circumstances that all came together, um, I ended back up in the United States um, working and my kids and Molly and I were still dreaming. And I was actually in Haiti and she called me and she said, oh my goodness, I need to talk to you. Jen has this great idea and it's everything we've been dreaming about. And it really was. And it was mm -hmm. this dream come true of taking women's um, lives here in the States and, and, and just going ahead and putting together all the pieces that empowered them to start bringing that same exact kind of change into their lives that um, Donna has been talking about. And so yeah. we, we put the workroom together and it's called Repurposed on Purpose. Mm -hmm. And we met with you and we came up with some really fun ideas. And so then we said, okay, let's partner with Must Ministries. Yeah. And we interviewed those ladies. How many interviews did you conduct? Do you remember? A lot. Let's just say that. Yeah. A lot. And there were maybe, how many positions did we start with? We three, started, four? We started with three. Yeah. And um, here's the thing about Donna that, um, you know, I have worked in a lot of places. I've worked internationally. I've interviewed a lot of people in a lot of different places that mm. speak a lot of different languages. But there's something within a person that you just have a gut. You know, you can put all this yes. stuff on paper. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. And, you can manage it well on paper, but people not so much. And mm. so you have to go with that gut. And Donna said to me, um, I said, Donna, what do you love? And she thought about it for a little bit. And she said, um, well, you're, the thing that I think you'll love about me is mm. that I'm loyal. And I'm the most mm. loyal person that you will ever meet. And I'm not joking you. I was like, yep, we're going to do this with Donna because yes. that is something I can't teach you. I don't, That's right. I don't require that you know how to sew. I don't require that you know how to make jewelry. Mm. But although she does, she does. She knows all yes. those things. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, she does it really, really well, um, probably better than me. And mm. um but that character that Donna has, mm -hmm. I love and adore that about her. And that loyalty, that ownership, that pride that she takes in her work and what she does, 
Let me tell you, she um, gets out of bed when I don't even know how she does it some days because of that. And I adore that about her. And so when she started, she really said to me, I don't know if I can do this. And I said, That's right. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. If you need to put a cot down, we're going to put mm. a cot and let you lay down and rest. And she's like, Oh, no. Mm mm. Uh-huh. No, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, all right, yeah. here we go. And she's, she does it. I'm not joking you. I think she makes me get out of bed. I'm not kidding. You know, the first time I ever came to the workroom and met you, Donna, um, which was, you know, a year and a half ago, maybe, um, I, I didn't know, I didn't know the health piece of your story. I didn't know how much you suffered and how much chronic pain. You're just kind of in all the time. And of course, making jewelry, making our leather products specifically, it's, it's, it's not easy. I mean, you're, you're sitting with small detailed work, bending over your workspace all day long. I mean, it's this, it's not easy on your body, but I had to be told, in fact, you told me maybe on our second or third meeting about your health, I would have never known. I couldn't, you didn't, you didn't give that off. You didn't appear to be struggling. You certainly didn't complain. I never heard you say a word. Um, and your work ethic was so, uh, admirable. It was so obvious. And so between that sort of work ethic and that loyalty, you're just a gem. I mean, you're a real gem. And let me ask you a question. Um, Donna, because you told a story about a, a prayer that you prayed um, about your your long commute by bus to work at Glory House. Can you tell everybody about that prayer and the sort of unexpected way, honestly, that God answered it? Um, well, when I, you know, I, I lost my cars, so I don't live that far from Glory House, but still I was spending three and a half to four hours a day riding the bus to work and, yeah. and home. And it just, it was horrible. But um, one morning, I left the apartment about six. And I was locking the door. I just asked God to give me the strength to ride the bus for just a couple of more years. And I was hoping to buy a car by then. This is just give me the strength, God. And I came to work, worked that day. And Sheila, at the end of the day, Sheila was carrying a box and we went out to the parking lot and this is December 19th of um, 2016 mm-hmm. and she opened the box and she took something out and there was a bag of cat food there she's like Merry Christmas I'm like well thank you you know cat food yay I'm so excited and she's mm-hmm. like no Merry Christmas and she kind of like <laughs> and she stepped she kind of took a couple of steps away, and there was a red bow on this car. And, you know, I, I, I thought she'd cry my eyes out. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, you're being funny. Oh, yeah, you're giving me a car for Christmas. Right. And she's like, no, Merry Christmas. Yes. And I just lost it. I just I lost it right there in the parking lot. I'm losing it right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just so I never imagined. I, I never even thought about asking God for a car. I just want the strength. To ride the bus, <laughs> and then you know, like nine hours later, here yes. I am with the car, and, uh, <laughs> and they still to this day they still won't tell me who gave me the car. 
you know, and I, I think I know, but nobody will admit anything around here. But and I still get in that car every morning, and thank God for that car. Um, so amazing. It, oh my gosh, knock it off! <laughs> I knew I should have brought Kleenex out to my office. Um, <laughs> You've had some other pretty amazing things happen as well that have really changed your circumstances, really changed your life. Can you tell us about some of the other things? Um, well, my plan was to buy a house, but I wasn't going to be eligible till this coming June. I had to be on my job for two years. Right. And I thought, you know what, I can I can stick this out. Because people kept saying, Donna, move out, move out. It's like, no. I want a house. I'm going to stick it out where I was at. And Molly mentioned to me about an apartment. And I told her, it's like, no, I'm going to stick it out to June. Um, but you know what? I might just look at it. I'll just have a I, look. I was like, I'll just look at it. And it was the most beautiful apartment. Hmm. And I applied and but there was obstacles and sure because of stuff in my past and everything yeah and after about three or four weeks um I wasn't approved it's like well I guess it wasn't meant to be because if God wanted me to be in that apartment you know he would approve me um but I already had my I had it in my mind to move out at that point but it didn't look like I could move out. So the depression really hit me. And um, seven weeks later, I was approved um, with Sheila and Molly's help. It wasn't, yes. it wasn't me. But the thing is, it's like I didn't have anything. I mean, I had a rocking chair and that was it. And I thought huh, she, right. I, it's like I need a bed and a litter box. <laughs> um, it's amazing how these people are because I got a yes. queen size bed, a dresser, leather sofa, a dining room table, chairs, lamps, yes. rugs. I mean, and it's just of cash. And it's like, it's just every time I turned around, people were like giving me stuff. And um, it's, I, I feel like I'm Cinderella. Yes. I, mean, I don't have a prince, but it's like I uh, from the crack house to this beautiful apartments, all furnished mm-hmm. um, with with you know these loving people, and it's like you know, and and I'll I'll tell people thank you, and they're like, well, you deserve it, you worked hard, and but you know what, I didn't do anything, I don't deserve mm-hmm. this, just or just like I didn't deserve to get sick and lose everything, I didn't deserve that, but everything mm-hmm. wonderful, I don't feel like I deserve it, I just felt like. I've never met the pe- people like in Glory House. They are special. They are amazing. I mean, they just don't quote the Bible. I mean, they 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 do the talk, but they walk the walk. They do, and it's just it it's, it just touches my heart, and I'm amazed every day mm-hmm. at the people at Glory House. Okay, guys, quick break to tell you about two things I'm super excited about. So first of all, if you're feeling like you spend too much, eat too much, own too much, waste too much, you might want to check out the seven experiment video series and books I developed and take the seven week challenge against excess that literally changed our family's lives permanently. I'm, I'm serious. And listen, if you'll use the code 
podcast at checkout, you'll get $10 off any package. If you already have the book, and some of you do, we have a package for you too, and the code still counts. So you can find out more about all of this at the7experiment.com. The7experiment.com. Second, in the spirit of my latest book of Mess and Moxie and my good friend Nicole Nordeman's latest album, Every Mile Mattered, the two of us are hitting the road for the 12 City Moxie Matters Tour this spring. So it starts January 24th, and you guys really, it is it is such a great night. Tickets are as low as $24 and they are selling out by the day. So grab your friends and get your tickets at moxymatterstour.com. We seriously cannot wait to see you. So all this information about the seven experiment and the tour is also on my website at jenhatmaker.com. Okay, you guys back to the show. I just want to speak to, um, going back just a second and talking about Donna's new place that she's got. Okay. And this is hardcore and I don't think people understand what Donna had to go through in order to make that jump. You know, logically in our minds, we think, of course you want your own place, you know? Um, Yes. Of course that's what you want to do. Everybody wants that. It's just do it. You know, like, why would you not consider that? Hmm. Well, let me say, here's why you wouldn't consider that and why Donna could have chosen to be stuck. Hmm. And, and I have to say, in today's world, I don't want anybody to be stuck. Um, I feel like we've got so many things to help people not be stuck. And I think that this program and this workroom is one of those things. But Donna yes. had to make the choice herself. You know, um, I wrote letters for her. Molly wrote letters for her. We did those things to help her not get stuck. Mm-hmm. But Jen, Donna had to go back, way back into some really, really painful things and that led to her not having her own place. She had to confront it. She had to say, you know what? I'm just going to tackle this. We're going to do it one day at a time. We're going to write the hard letters, make Mm -hmm. the hard phone calls, ask for favor. We're going to pray about these things. We're going to ask the Lord to just like intervene and Mm -hmm. Donna walked away from her townhouses because of her health. And we asked the Lord that he would redeem those things for her. Yes. And so that meant looking at those things that are really painful. And so, you know, that's like hardcore therapy sessions. Absolutely it is. How did I get to this place? I don't want to go back there. I don't want to look at it again. I just want it to be gone. And I want to say to everybody that is in Donna's place that tackling that thing so you can move forward is really hard. But Donna found that courage. Mm -hmm. And I remember she came in and she said, um, I just want to tell the truth and do the right thing. Yes. And she did it. Thank you for pointing that out, Sheila, because that is a real moment of courage. Amen. And bravery. And frankly, you're right. She didn't have to choose it. No. She, you didn't have to, Donna. You could have said, this is too hard. This is too painful. I don't want to reopen this space. 
I don't want to have to stare it down or speak truth to power. And I think I'll just make do with what I have. And it's really a testament to who you are. That is sort of the strength of your character and your soul, Donna, that you decided to do that. And, and because now you also, um, forfeited that sort of financial security. You know, you said, no, I'm going to have my own apartment of which I am fully responsible. And that's scary too. Yeah. Um, especially after all these years. Um, and so, I mean, you are to be commended for that sister to mm-hmm. be in your beautiful apartment and you do deserve it. And I won't hear it a word otherwise, not a <laughs> single word. So you can just take that nonsense right into the garbage can. Yeah. Um, you deserve it. And you've worked hard for it. You've earned it with persistence and with tenacity and with humility and courage. And it is really and truly a marvel to watch. And Glory House is such a good home for you. Such a good home for someone of your character. Um, because not only, well, it's what you said, they, they don't just believe what they say. They, they do what they believe. Um, I remember the first time I ever came to Glory House um, headquarters, and we went back into that back room, and either you said it, Sheila, or maybe Molly did, and just said, this is where we have chapel. And I'm like, what do you mean chapel? <laughs> what, aren't you like a, a product company? And they're like, yeah, but this is what this is something we work into our weekly work week um, where we worship and we pray and we love one another and support each other. And it's just marvelous. Like, can, can either one of you or both of you talk just a little bit about the Glory House culture and what it has meant to you personally? Well, let me just... I, I'll say one thing and then I'll let Donna speak to it. But okay. I think, you know, when you start a program where you're going to mix um, a whole lot of really outside the box ideas, mm-hmm. you need to be surrounded with people who, you know, can do that. And um, it's scary for a lot of people. It's like, oh, Lord, what are we doing? So. But what I want to speak to is who Molly is in order to Mm -hmm. allow that to happen. And so we had all been like, come on, Donna, come on, Donna. Is she going to get her place? Is she going to get her place? Like, come on. And it was like, we were like making little jokes about like dancing on the table. And because we're like, come on, come on, it's going to happen. Well, it really did happen. And so when Donna got the phone call, like she hightailed it out of here. And I'm like, you go and go get the keys and let's get out of here. And that night, Molly went and she's like, well, what's Donna's favorite meal? And Mm. I'm like, well, it's Burger King. (laughs) I'm just gonna say and so Molly went and got Burger King and french fries and what else a shake oh yeah a milkshake and she took Scooby Scooby is our mascot here who I know Scooby Donna is Donna is Scooby's favorite human and um she took him and they went and sat on the floor of her new place and had a picnic and had her very first meal with her and i want to say that those things happen here all of the time 
Hmm. that that's what Glory House brings to the table is people who will actually walk it out with you. And it's happened for all of us in many, many ways, but Hmm. it's that heart of people who make those things happen for us and for other people. What a great example, literally just a perfect example. That is, that has been my entire experience with Glory House from the very first phone call we ever had um, to this, to this very minute. Um, And do you want to add anything to that, Donna? Um, I just want to say that Glory House is a business. Most business, I mean, the only reason you open a business is to make money, but being here, they're not here to make money. They're here to bring people to God through Jesus Christ. And that's their main concern. That's that's what they're about. And they just happen to make a little money when they do that. Hmm. But it's not it's not like a regular business. You know, it's just not about the money. It's about spreading the word of Jesus. And it's it's amazing. I'm, I'm, it is. You know, and I've been around Christians all my life, but I've never been around people like this. It's just, you know, if I knew them, if I knew these people mm-hmm. back when I lived in my town home, I wouldn't have lost everything. They would That's have, right. They, I mean, not financially, but they would have got me the resources. They would have had right. back. They would have helped me. I just didn't. I didn't, I didn't know people like this existed. It's a true community. It's not just a company. Right. Um, and, and that goes for everybody that has any contact with them at all. Um, just real sisters and brothers. One last tiny break, listeners. So I want to give you some free stuff. If you're popping into the podcast, but you haven't read my latest book of Mess and Moxie yet, I want to give you some free stuff. So it's just this simple. If you text the word Moxie, M-O-X-I-E, to 313131, We're just going to send you some free stuff. First of all, you're going to get to download a bunch of my favorite recipes. And second of all, we're going to send you the whole first chapter of the book for free, just so you can take a, take a peek at it, have a taste for it. See if you like it. Um, And that's it. No strings attached. So you want a little bit of freebie in the middle of your day, just text the word Moxie to 313131 and we'll send you your stuff Um, simply because... I love you and I appreciate you. And I thank you for jumping in here to the podcast week after week. So there you go. Free stuff for you. And now back to the show. Donna, just kind of through all of this, because, you know, we're talking about new beginnings and I just feel like we are watching you in this fresh new beginning right now. And it is so thrilling. It's such a joy to watch you thrive right now. So through all of this pain and this endurance, because you really stayed the course for a lot of years and then ultimately sort of renewal, um, you just kind of have a a message, I guess, for lack of a better word, that you really want other people to hear and maybe hopefully take away from your story. Can you talk about that? Um, just don't give up. Um, <laughs> That's good. There's so many times I just wanted to give up. Um, yes. I was so close to suicide. Um, yes. And it didn't happen overnight. And it, it took years. And it, I guess if I knew it was going to take years, I may have went through it. Mm. Um but um, 
just never give up. I mean, when I was yes. with most ministry before I was working, I just, people asked me what my goals were. I had no goals. I just hmm. want to make it through just one day at a time. Yes. Um, but just, and it, it did take years, but just, just never give up. Mm. And it's like, and you, you never know what God's going to bring into your life. I never thought I would That's be working right. again. I never thought I'd have a car. I never thought I would, you know, have a nice place to live. And I'm, yes. I'm still scared because if my health gets back to where it was, I want to lose everything again. But I just have to, I just have to have hope. Just, you know, like I said, no matter how hard it gets, just don't give up. We're so happy you didn't because you are our friend and you are our sister. And you know what else you didn't expect? You didn't expect that your friend Jen was going to make you come on a podcast. <laughs> but here you are. <laughs> here you are and you're doing amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I want everybody else to know that you are a sincere creative. You know, you work on um, my line at Glory House specifically, which is very leather, um, leather heavy. Um, you're, the workshop is all the amazing repurposed leather and fabric, but, um, but you are actually a creator. I have several of your jewelry pieces that you've just designed and created on your own. And so this is actually in your, in your lane, you are doing what you're good at. You are a beautiful designer and an, you've got an amazing creative eye. Um, and so you're really bringing your gifts to bear on this world. I mean, I know, you know, this cause you create them, but the things that you make with your hands, the the jewelry pieces, the necklaces, the earrings, they're they're worn by women literally all around the world. I, I mean, just all around the world. Um, and so I just think that you are an inspiration, Donna, and you are too, Sheila. Both of you women are precious to me and you inspire me. And what you have learned to make both figuratively and literally, when you take kind of leftover pieces that other people say, there's not a lot of value here, mm-hmm. or I don't know what to do with these scraps. Yeah, And yet in your work and in your lives, you say, oh no, there's, there's a lot of beauty here left. Yeah. And um, we can do something really gorgeous. It's like a metaphor. It's a metaphor for your life too, Donna. And, and, and you are just a beautiful, beautiful human being. And we are cheering you on in every possible way. So proud of you. Um, so, so proud of your resilience, moved by it. I'm inspired by it. It strengthens me, and I'm just so grateful that you're in my life. I'm so glad to know you. I'm so thrilled when I think about your hands making all these pieces. I'm just, what a joy. What a joy. And Sheila, for your creative vision, for your just, you're just as loyal as Donna. Let's be serious. You're just as fierce. Like, I want you in my corner for the rest of my life. Um, Let me ask you guys both this question as we wrap it up. Yeah. My um, sincere thanks for being on today. Um, this is how we end every podcast by asking all of our guests this, and this can be as serious or as silly as you want it to be. You answer it however you feel like. Uh, but this is the question. What is saving your life right now? Maybe we'll start with you, Sheila. Um, you know, my goal, my thing that gets me out of bed every day is that I just believe that we 
have a commonality with everyone that we connect with every day, that that commonality is what helps other people not be stuck. And that just our interaction, our connecting, our sharing, our laughing, our being silly, um, our speaking life into people, that that is what saves me Mm. and pulls me, that there are women like Donna who I believe are life-changing women who are so powerful, they just need that little bit of a platform that's right. And um, they're good to go. Yes. And good to go. They don't really need me. They just need um, that little bit of a, hey, well, let's do this together. And pretty soon, you know, it's like riding a bike. They're, they're on their way. And they are good to go. And I think that Donna has found that space again. Mm-hmm. And she's good to go. And she's doing great. And I want to be everybody's cheerleader that says, you can do this. Mm, I love that. I'm with you on that, sis. How about you, Donna? What's saving your life right now? It's the same that it's always been animals. Yes, I was hoping you'd say that. When I had, For 18 years, when I had my townhomes, that's all I did was rescue animals. That's where my heart belongs um, because they, they love you no matter what. You're fat or skinny, rich or poor, black or white. They have that unconditional love. It's just another one of your gifts on this earth. It's meaningful. I love it. Girls, you know that I love you both. And I'm just proud to be your sister, proud to be your friend. Um, Thank you. Thanks for being on today. Donna, thank you for telling us your story. It's never easy to go back and discuss hard seasons and hard memories. And you've just done it beautifully. And I just know that you have inspired so many listeners today with your really fierce and important message to never give up. You just do not know what is around the next corner. And so thank you so much, both of you, for being on. You are so, you're rock stars, the both of you. Thanks, Jen. Jen, we love you too. Okay, guys. I hope you can excuse my sniffling during that episode. Donna's story moves me so very much, and I love her so dearly. So listen, a couple things. The Glory House Squad, in honor of Donna and Sheila and the repurposed for a purpose crew, said, hey, we want to offer your podcast listeners a coupon um, at Glory House. And so... Everybody listening today, if you go over to gloryhouse.com, and it's, by the way, H-A-U-S, very fancy, like German, gloryhouse.com, and we'll have all these links um, up on my on the transcript on my website to you guys. But if you go to gloryhouse.com, um, you can get 20% off anything in the Jen Hatmaker collection. And at checkout, just use the code GENPODCAST, all one word, all uppercase. Jen podcast and you can get 20% off your entire order. So what that does is it creates work, which as you heard today, creates jobs. It's just awesome. 
It's just awesome. And Donna's not the only one in the workshop. Um, there are amazing women in there rebuilding their lives. And I love partnering with Glory House and I love partnering with Donna and Sheila and the rest of the girls. They are so precious to me. So one last time for podcast listeners, you can get 20% off your order over at gloryhouse.com. Use the code Jen podcast at checkout and you're good to go. Again, if you've missed any of this, you can go over to my website at jenhatmaker.com. We'll have the links to Glory House. I'll put up a bunch of pictures of me and Donna and Sheila and the other girls. Um, Cause now at this point we've done all kinds of stuff. The girls were at my house. In fact, last summer here in Austin and they're just that are just so dear to me. So, hey, you guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you liked today's episode and super, super excited because next week we roll into a brand new series that I'm not even joking. You're going to love as much as I am because we move into For the Love of Laughter. You guys, we have comics. We have hilarious satire writers. We have we have some SNL royalty. Like I'm just telling you, if you like to laugh, if you're a fan of comedy, funny shows, funny books, funny movies, funny people, this is your series. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so entertaining. And I cannot wait to roll out the most amazing guest lineup you've ever seen. So do not miss. Come back next week as we roll out for the love of laughter. And as always, love having you here. Thank you for being such loyal listeners. Um, Thanks for your feedback. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for your ratings and reviews. We read them all. We care about them all. We've made a ton of adjustments based on your suggestions. So thank you. Let us know who you'd love to hear too um, because we're always paying attention to you okay you guys have a great week and i'll see you next week thanks for joining us today on the for the love podcast tune in next week when we sit down again with jen and friends to chat about all the things we love we love you our listeners so we want to be sure you subscribe to For the Love with Jen Hatmaker via iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss a thing. And if you have a minute, please leave us a review. To become a part of Jen's online community, visit jenhatmaker.com and sign up for her newsletter. It's full of all the things you love, including free stuff. We love free stuff. Thanks for listening and see you next time on For the Love with Jen Hatmaker.